0: Thank you for listening to this message from Five Stones Church. For more information, please visit us online at fivestonesga.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at fivestonesga. GA. Thank you for partnering with us as we empower people and invade the culture. I believe we need to march into 2019 with a posture of what we learned in 2018. This needs to be a house of a sound. See, I know some people say, well, I don't understand the church. It's a little excessive, and it's a little loud, and I get it. But what I don't get is quiet church. Because when I read what David wrote in in Psalms 38, he said, I was drowning in my sin. And we have this thought of drowning almost as if we're choking on water. You know, drowning. But then Paul writes in Romans chapter 6 that indeed you were dead to your sin. So I thought about it this week on a natural level. If you drown to a point of death, somebody comes and pulls you out. Man, y'all gonna have to get this. Somebody comes and pulls you out, revives you back to life. And not just life, but abundant life. On a natural level, how are you going to treat that person? I don't know about you, but I'm going to go out of my way to make sure that they know how appreciative I am. But what concerns me, hold on, don't clap yet. What concerns me is, is we have a church full of people who come to church Sunday after Sunday as if God owes them some kind of favor. See, I know sometimes my worship may look a little excessive over there in my corner. But see, I understand... (laughs) I've come here to be appreciative. I've come in here tonight to be appreciative. So, what I want to do before we get started, before we go to work, I want to release a sound in this house. A sound that says I'm thankful for what God brought me through. Hey, I don't believe, I believe that 1358 Sixes Road, Tyler, has been called and positioned to own this corner that we can make a sound that the blind see. Hey, I said the lame walk. Let this be a house where the prodigals come to themselves. Come on now. Make a say, hey, 15 seconds. Do it again. I want you to make your neighbor uncomfortable. Begin to release a sound in Jesus. Yeah, that feels good that feels good that's what I needed so now if you can you can take a seat if you can't I'm not going to make you even though he is not here tonight it is very very important to me that I honor our pastor I uh, I was hoping he would be here. You say, where's Pastor? He's, uh, he's shepherd in the flock. That's, that's where Pastor is. Uh, I'm very thankful for Pastor Ryan and the investment that he's put into me and into my life. And uh, I honor him and, and, and I salute Pastor and, and also Pastor Marcia. I don't know where she is. But we honor and we salute you for what you do. Thank you. See, a lot of us don't see that even when pastor is physically has a hard time, he never has let it stop him from bringing forth the gospel. And for that, I, I, I'm a changed and I'm a better man for that. Thank you. I, thank you, Ty. I appreciate you, brother. I begin to think on the on the thought about how the man of God released a word to us on a new sound. Because what he did, remember, he, we, he taught us about Bartimaeus. And that Bartimaeus released a sound that caused Jesus to stop where he was. Y'all give me a minute. I'm going to work this out, okay? And I begin to read in Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter, where Paul teaches that we are to look at the things which that are unseen, not the things that are seen. So I begin to think, could it be possible that Bartimaeus could see what he needed to see to release his sound? Maybe, just maybe, he was focused enough to get himself an inner revelation that he could speak. I'm, I'm, on, I'm excited about this. Could it be that he could see what needed to be seen? I've come in here tonight. Listen, I know y'all would rather heard Pastor. And I get it. And, and I would rather hear heard pastor too. Maybe you don't want to hear me preach tonight. That's okay. But at least allow me to speak prophetically. Can I use the gift? Mm-hmm. I've come in here tonight to declare to us a fasting point. I believe there's a handful of us that need to fast for a focus adjustment. Because what it is that you're looking at It's what you're look, see, it's not what you see. We gotta get to a place where we can see the things that are unseen and release a sound. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to Exodus in the fourteenth chapter. Exodus chapter fourteen. Before I go to work, I'm going to lay a quick foundation because I don't want to take for granted that everybody in here is familiar with the story. So can I do that? So God sends Moses into Egypt to set the Israelites free from slavery. Y'all familiar with the story? With much controversy, there's ten plagues. Pharaoh finally decides that he's going to let the Israelites go. Okay? The Bible says that God hardened the heart of Pharaoh and he went after them. Okay, the Israelites have found themselves in between an army of Egyptians and a sea. That's where I'm going to pick up from tonight. Most of us are very familiar with the famous saying, from God through Moses to Pharaoh. He said, let my people go. It's not a trick question. Let my people go. See, my faith is just high enough tonight. That I believe the same God, Logan, can release the same message in this house tonight. That every temporal and every carnal thing that's got your focus skewed, I've come to declare a word from heaven tonight that says, let my people go. Amen. Amen. Exodus 14. I'm going to pick up in the 10th chapter. If you have, I hope you've got your Bible because we're reclaiming the word in 2019. Y'all hear what I said? Y'all hear pastor? He said, we're going to reclaim the book in 2019. See, listen, I appreciate your fast. And I appreciate your time praying. But if you are walking outside of the standards, your fast really has no momentum. You have to know the word. You have to be in the word. Can I tell you that? Oh, yeah, I've been in it. See, I was a little tore up. Can I tell you this? Because I need to correct this because I heard this so much last year and I want to fix it. People say, well, I'm fasting whatever, you fill in the blank, television, social media, sweets, meat, whatever. I'm fasting these things and I'm spending more time in the Word of God. I need to tell you something. If you are having to fast something so that you can get in the Word more, that thing probably don't need to be fasted. It needs to be kicked to the curb. We really don't need to be making time for what should be priority. You know, I'm serious about the Bible. I I have never got a chance to preach the gospel that I can't take a minute and talk about the Bible. Say why? Because I am a walking testimony of how it changed my life. Now, y'all don't understand. Y'all don't understand. Can, can, can I be honest? Can I be transparent with you? This is home, right? So a while back, I, I kind of started thinking, you know, I really don't know enough Bible verses considering how long I've been in church. So what I thought, I had this great plan. What I was going to do is I was going to begin to memorize Bible verses. Brian, And what I thought was is if, if I could get about 20 in the bank, then I could make myself look like I know something. I, could, I would have an appearance of somebody that had biblical knowledge if I could just remember some Bible verses. I'm just being honest with you. That's, that was what I was going to do, okay? And that's what I did. Every week I get a new one and I start putting it in the bank. But this is what I didn't know was going to happen. What I didn't know was I was going to start using those scriptures and apply them to areas in my life that I didn't even really know needed them. Yeah, they started to speak to me at a whole nother level So then what I did was I thought, well, you know what? I need to know what the next verse says too So I read the next one and then I think Well, I need to know the one before that So I can see what God's trying to say And then I start reading the whole chapter And before I know it, the two-edged sword Is cutting stuff out of my life that I did not even know was a problem See, no, 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 y'all don't understand Because I get asked to share the gospel And and, and I'm going to be honest with you, this week I've had fear and doubts begin to creep in. But immediately I go to 2 Timothy 1 to 7. that says, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And then I try to fast, Jason, and and the temptations of the fast begin to arise. And I I, I immediately go to Matthew 4 and 4. That man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. I'm telling you, this book will change your life. See, I didn't know that I was going to, my wife would tell you, I didn't know that I was going to come in late and my babies would already be in the bed. And I would find myself going in there and laying my hand on the chest and, and quoting Isaiah 54 and saying that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. See, I didn't have, this wasn't part of the plan. I'm sorry. Y'all don't think I'm going to go to Exodus 14, do you? I, I didn't plan on doing that, but we're going to reclaim the word in, in five songs. We're going to reclaim it. Okay. Exodus 14, the 10th verse is where I'm going to pick up, okay? Y'all follow along. I'm, on, I'm not going to read much, a little bit. And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes. And behold, they were very afraid. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you dealt with us? to bring us up out of Egypt is it not the word that we told you in Egypt saying let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians for it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness see I can't help but wonder how many of us when when the pursuit of promise gets difficult we just rather serve Pharaoh and Moses said to the people do not be afraid stand still and see I want you to say see The salvation of the Lord, which He will accomplish for you today. And the Egyptians who you see, say, see, today you shall see again, no more forever. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. And the Lord say (laughs) and the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry out to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. But lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. If you'll allow me, I need about 20 minutes. And I'm going to talk to you on the subject of, I will see myself out. See, I begin to read these Old Testament scriptures. And the Lord began to to pull back how these apply to us today. And, And the Israelites show us characteristics of an unfocused perspective. Now, it's easy, you can see in the very beginning of verse 10 that the Israelites were very afraid. So it would be easy for me to say that fear is the characteristics of somebody that's unfocused, which would be true. But that's not what really grabbed my attention. What grabbed my attention was it says that the Israelites were afraid and they cried out to the Lord, which would be the right thing. They went to prayer, right? We have a lot of well-intentioned saints. That's what we do. That's most of us. That's all the advice we have. Well, maybe you should just go pray about it. Or I'm going to pray about it. That's what we do. Now, what got my attention was, is that the Israelites, they they go immediately to prayer. But then the next verse, in verse 11, they start on Moses. So, I, I appreciate your prayer time. But if your speech has no faith in it, then you could be dealing with unfocused See, I say y'all like, well, I don't understand why you have to explain to me unfocused. I know how unfocused people act, and I know if I'm focused or if I'm not. Well, the reality is, is we have a pride issue. And what pride does is pride will tell you that you are focused. I'm going to come here. I, I got to lay out some foundations of what unfocused people look like. Because if you're dealing with this, we're going to fix it tonight. Hmm. They had no faith in their speech. They go on and they tell Moses, were there no graves in Egypt? What is that? Smart Alex? It is. Loose tongue. Talking down to their own leader. Negativity. Right? Just popping off at the mouth. This is a characteristic of somebody who's unfocused. You have got to learn how to watch your tongue. Watch what you say. you got to start learning how to release faith. That's okay. I'm going to get to the good stuff in a minute. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. What the Israelites are doing is they are looking at the strength of their circumstance. Okay? I get it. Okay? They're in between an armed army of Egyptians and a sea. That's a pretty tough spot. Okay? What they are looking at is the strength of their circumstance. And they are also looking at their lack of resource. So I can't help but wonder how many of us are living what we're seeing. And all we are seeing is our lack of resource. I don't have the money. I don't have the relationship. I don't have the degree. I don't have the connection, the gifts, the talents. I don't have these things. I've got to tell you this. There is not a child in the kingdom of God that is lacking a resource. You hear what I'm saying to you? However, this is where it's going to hurt. There is something we do lack. You ready for this? Grab your neighbor so they don't run off. What you lack is control over your emotions. Because when you are in fear, sad, anxiety, guilt, shame, frustration, when those things begin to rear their heads in your life, I can promise you that's a place in your life where you are unfocused. So how can you say that? Well, let me let me tell my revelation of how I got here. Can I do that? One of my children are is in a stage of a smart mouth. Okay, glad some of y'all can relate. And when he, I'll just say he, y'all know who he is. <laughs> He running that mouth. And in my moment of retaliation, I I, I wanted to, you know, you know, just... Y'all know know what I'm saying. I see y'all looking at me like, are you supposed to be the the life group leader of young families? You talking about beating kids? (laughs) Listen, I'm going to tell you, we're disciplined by by this. You you can take it up with who you want, but this is how we do it at my house. But anyway, I'm getting off track. So in my retaliation... I felt a prompting that said, Focus. And then, in, in my hot head self, in the moment, I thought, Yeah, I'm gonna focus. I'm about, I'm about to focus this belt, you know. But, but what the Lord began to show me, watch this. What the Lord began to show me was every area in your life, son, that is frustrated is unfocused. See, I see y'all thinking now, like, what, what's been frustrating me? What's been frustrating me? I don't care what it is. Because let me, let me say this to you. You cannot have frustration and faith in the same room. Where you've put faith, you can't have frustration. Frustration and faith don't mix. You see what I'm saying? So where you're frustrated just might need to be where you need to focus. Can I move on to verse 13? Verse 13. Because Moses, in verse 13, he begins to show us a posture of somebody that is focused. Okay? And I need to say this before I dig into this. Being focused is a decision. You are not going to stumble upon it. You're not just going one day, you're just going to wake up focused. You're going to have to make up your mind. I would suggest tonight. See, Moses, he shows us the posture of somebody that's focused. In verse number 13, what does he do? He tries to get them to see. You know, I thought it was interesting because the Bible reads that Moses said, the Egyptians who you see. Because if I'm reading it right, Moses was with them. So it really would have made sense for Moses to say, the Egyptians who we see. But see, they're looking at two different things. Y'all, y'all follow what I'm saying? Did that, okay. Moses focused people or trying to get people to see right. What's he trying to get them to see? He says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. See, I couldn't help but put this together because Paul says in Romans chapter 1, he says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God through salvation focus people, is trying to get people to see the gospel of Christ. Because the whole purpose in this, the whole purpose and why you're here and why I'm here tonight is a crucified, buried, and resurrected Christ. Mm-hmm. And now I can't help. See, we talked about how the Israelites were had, you know, popping off at the mouth. Moses never responded that way. He never responded with a smart aleck comment. Right? See, we, we have a tendency to say, well, as long as I don't start it. <laughs> you know, I ain't going to let him talk. He ain't going to talk to me that way. She ain't gonna, If he going to say that, I'm going to say this. If she's going to say that about me, then I'm going to have to let this. Come on now. Moses being focused, he never got down to that level. Y'all understand what I'm saying? No, y- y'all don't. That's okay. That's okay. And I love it because Moses says things like this. He says, do not be afraid and stand still. And immediately when I, when I read that, I thought of uh, Isaiah 41 and 10. You know, he said, well, God says, do not fear. Be not dismayed for I am with you. I am your God. Psalms 46 and 10 says, be still and know that I am God. So what happens is, is when you begin to spend time with Jesus, you'll start talking like him. Stand still and see. See, I don't know what it is you're looking at. I don't know how. I I know we all got our situations and our circumstances. But I'm coming here to tell you tonight. Look and see. My God. We're going to see it. We're going to see it tonight. Moses begins to speak prophetically. Because what he says is. Well, I just read it to you, right? So we're on the same page. What he says is. The Egyptians who you see today. You will see again. No more forever. He speaks prophetically. Paul says in Romans 4 that we serve a God who calls those things that be not as though they are. He begins to speak prophetically. I'm I'm about to get into the meat of this thing. Because the reason God wants us to see right is so we can speak right. Oh, Lord. It, It does not take natural eyes to see spiritual truths. Bartimaeus, right? We know that Bartimaeus is blind on a natural level. But yet he had some revelation that caused him to what? Speak something. Y'all remember what he said? Actually, what Bartimaeus said was, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. That's how Bartimaeus spoke. But he was blind on a natural level. So what is it? I just want you to take a second and think about it. What is it that's got your attention? What is it that has your attention? See, we have, we have a lot of opinions of what's wrong with the country today, okay? Especially out of the pulpit. No disrespect. I think most of them are right. I just think that it's not really the root. I don't think my opinion's the root either. But I do have an opinion. I'm going to tell you what it is. The reason why we are seeing such a moral decline in the country is because we don't have fathers in the house who know how to speak to something. No, 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 listen. I appreciate your hard work, and I appreciate how much you put into your career. I do. But you have got to understand that you have been given an anointing as priest of the home that you can build with your mouth a reality that your children can walk into. It's about speaking right. We got to see right ah, so we can speak right. You understand what I'm saying? Speak. We got to speak. You know, we have a song. (laughs) I hate to do this. I'm going to go for it. Y'all ever heard this? Go rest high on that mountain. Y'all know that song? You know, I had a thought. You know why we have to go rest high on a mountain? It's because God never called us to climb it. Mark 11 and 23 says, Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, that whoever says unto this mountain, to be thou removed. See, he says, see. Y- y- whoever says unto this mountain. Is that not what he said? But we're spending so much time climbing mountains, we were never called to climb them. So guess what happens? You can keep climbing, you can keep working, and you can keep pushing. And then when you get to the top of it, you can just lay down and have a rest. But as for 1358 Sixes Road, <laughs> we're going to choose to speak to it. Because this is hey, this is the word I want to go into. Listen, you can fast on whatever points you want to fast on, but as for me and my house, we're going to get our focus right. Verse number fifteen. I got to keep going. I'm like, oh Lord, ain't, oh, slow the clock down, God. Verse number fifteen says that Moses he he cried out to the Lord. So this is what was interesting about that to me was Moses goes from speaking prophetically to now he's in the same posture that the Israelites were in at the beginning of this. They were afraid and they cried out to the Lord. Verse 15 says, And Moses cried out to the Lord. What happened there? See, what the deal is, is it's about who you are hanging out with. Their negative comments. Mm-hmm running the mouth, their gossip. They, they talk down to him. They told him it was his fault. Oh, yeah, that's something else. That's the characteristics of somebody that's unfocused. You always blaming somebody else for your situation. We have got to be careful of who we're hanging out with. I, I, I'm telling you, 2019, we ain't got no time for no gossip. Look, they can do the he says, she said. They can play that game in that car, but we ain't got time for it we got to walk away from it. Why? Because unfocused people, when it pulls you off your focus, it will hinder your gift. Because he goes from speaking prophetically to now he's in the same position that they were in. It hindered hindered his gift. We have to watch who we're hanging out with. Who you'll relate. See, check this out. 1 John 4 and 8 says that perfect love casts out all fear. Which tells me that imperfect love will produce fear. Yeah. We've got to move the negative talk, the gossip. Listen, everybody in your life that is hindering your spiritual progress, I think it's time to let's cut them loose. We're trying to get focused over here at Five Stones. See, some of us have gift of prophecy. And we sit in here silent because of who we're hanging out with. Hey, I'll go as far as this. Some of us have the gift of speaking another tongue. But because of who you're hanging with... Oh, y'all don't want to hear that kind of talk, do you? Y'all don't want to hear that kind of talk. God says to Moses, why do you cry out to me? Because God is trying to get Moses refocused. He's trying to get him refocused. See, sometimes there's a time to pray and there's a time to take action. Mm -hmm. When you are... You will always just sit and wait on God until you can see the Jesus that is in you. And I I don't know who it's for, but I believe there's a handful of people in here that, that God has that word for you tonight. Why are you crying out to me? I want you to take what I've given you. Because, see, it's amazing to me as a Pentecostal church. That we like to talk about the Holy Ghost and how great he is and and the empowerment that he brings. But we sit back and we wait on God not using what he's given us. You hear what I said? I said he give it to us. The Buddhists don't have it. The Muslims don't have it. We have it. We don't have time to sit and wait no more. It's time to take action. Here's the revelation that the Lord gave me through this right here, okay? Y'all ready for this? Because this is an old school term. Intercessor. God was shifting Moses into intercessor. Because I got to tell you, so, you, you, see, we have this mentality that because you, you said a little prayer over somebody, that, that made you an intercessor. But to be an intercessor means that you have to intervene. And when you intervene, it means that you, pre- look this up, this is actually Google Webster stuff right here. When you intervene, it means that you prevent a course of action from taking place. God is shifting Moses to being an intercessor right here. I believe that in 2019 and in this church, we are going to raise up, oh God, God's about to resurrect some intercessors in this house right here. I'm talking about some true intercessors. I'm talking about people that ain't afraid to get in the midst and in the danger of what somebody else is dealing with. Because you see, intercessors, PJ, they have this not on my watch kind of mentality. Intercessors. My God, my God, this is good stuff right here. See, I don't know about you, but I think that we need to get to a place of conviction for praying for stuff that we ain't gonna do nothing about. What if we would have got a what if we would have got the word from the school, Miss Ronette, about the snacks? And what if Pastor would have said, Well, we're gonna pray somebody to bring you some snacks? No, no, no. Not here, not this year, not in this refocused season. See, I don't know who I'm talking to, but I believe there's a handful of us in here, myself included, that tonight I want to put my feet in the dirt and say, I want to refocus myself. I'm tired of looking at this, and I'm tired of looking at that, and I'm tired of worrying about this. I want to look at Jesus. I want to look at his kingdom. I want to seek his face above all else. All this other stuff don't matter to me. Let me see you, Lord, in all that I do. There's been a lot of I have a, a Facebook page, and I'm you know, looking through Facebook over the last well, not this week, but whenever, and people posting about how good God's been in 2018. Fantastic. Not knocking that at all. Actually, I do love it. I love a good testimony. Everybody was like, "God bless me in this area, and he done this for me, and he really showed up big right here. And, and I love seeing that. But can I be honest? At least once, I would have liked to have seen somebody say, this has been the hardest year of my life. I've lost people. I've lost stuff. I've been in storms. I've been in situations. But this is what I know. He's still God. He's still good. He still sits on the throne. And what I know is can't nobody pull him off. See, that's what I would like to see. (laughs) Why? Because to me, that's the mentality of somebody that's focused is I know your circumstance looks like there ain't no way out. I get it. You can't see no way out with what you're looking at. But I promise you this, I don't know who this is for, but the Egyptians who you see today, I want you to stand still and see. Focus. Focus. Is there anybody in the house, because I, I just I don't want to feel like I'm preaching to the wall, that says, "Hey, this, this resonates with me. I know I want to focus myself, I want to focus Jesus above all else. Starting off this year, what better way? Oh yeah, by the way, welcome to fasting season 2019. <laughs> what better way for this to happen, guys, as we collectively We decide that individually we're going to focus. You know what happens when we individually focus? We'll release a corporate sound. We're going to release a sound. My gosh. Miraculous results is what we'll see. Miraculous results will determine by how narrow we can get our focus. Oh, Lord, the clock. It's all right. Listen. Our ministry and this ministry, it's going to be based off of how we can see one thing. My whole objective in coming in here tonight was simply this. I want to put our eyes on Jesus. That was been my prayer today. That's my prayer during worship. God, listen, I don't care about, you know, oh, he's a good preacher, and, and, and I don't care about that. What I care about is, are we looking at Jesus God, can you use me to put eyes on you? That's been my prayer. Can you use me to put eyes on you? I want my eyes focused on Jesus. I want the thoughts of what you don't have. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Lord. There's a handful of us. You got to stop looking at what you don't have. What you don't understand is it's not what's in front of you. It's what's inside of you. Curtis Dingman, it's not what's in front of you. It's what's inside of you. Jesus. Can we do this collectively together? Who, who, won't, who will commit with me tonight and say, I want to focus like that? Put, my God, I want to see your face. In every area of my life that is frustrated, I choose today to put Jesus in the middle of that. I choose today to put my faith in that. All right? Well, those who will, stand with me across the room. God has been good to us this year. You know, something that I didn't really plan on preaching this, obviously, because I, I went right over it, but in verse number 14, Moses says to the Israelites, he says, when after he says to the Israelites, that she, The Egyptians you see today, you'll see them no more after today. He says, and the Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. I believe the Lord just brought that back to me because somebody in here has been struggling with peace. And what you need to know is that tonight, when you decide to realign your focus, your peace is going to come back. Hey, I'm not just talking about any kind of peace. I'm talking about the peace that passes all that you seek. Did y'all hear that? The peace that passes all that you can see. I'm going to pick up real quick. I already read it, but I'm going to read it again. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry out to me? I want you to tell the children of Israel to go forward. Can I speak to you prophetically? It's time to go forward. The word of the Lord was tonight to the things that you're looking at and the things that's got your focus and your perspective skewed and messed up. Let them go. God said, let my people go. Tonight it's over with. Tonight you get your peace back. Tonight we rebuke anxiety. Thank you for listening to this message from Five Stones Church. For more information, current events, and the latest news, Connect with us online at fivestonesga.com or on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at fivestonesga. We would love for you to be a part of a service here live. Join us every Sunday at 11 a.m. and Wednesday at 7 p.m. right here at 1358 Sixes Road in Canton, Georgia. Thank you again for partnering with us as we empower people and invade the culture.